The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, Joel Whipperfirth, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Lead. And filling in for Kyle Reiner this week is John Zook, agronomist for Winfield United based in southern Minnesota. Today we're talking about adjuvants. John, what can farmers expect when including adjuvants in the tank while making spray applications? Well, I think the main thing that farmers need to expect when they're including adjuvants in the tank is they should expect improved and better weed control. If there's one statement that I can make there, that's what they should expect. Do they always get that when they put an adjuvant in? I don't think so. I mean, good chunk of the calls that I make in the countryside, I mean, Joel, I don't get called to come to a farm and say, oh, come look at my farm because I don't have any weeds in it. Or come look at my corn because it's really pretty. I get called because, hey, I sprayed this and my weeds didn't die. What's going on here? But do you ever get out there and the guys actually just put raw ingredient and some water in there? Do you ever get to a spray complaint where they didn't put any adjuvants in whatsoever? Most of the time, no. Most of the time, I think adjuvants are in some tank in way, shape, or form. But that's where we get to the conversation of, well, did that adjuvant work? And I think maybe why, in some cases, that's where we lose lack of confidence is because we're maybe using adjuvants and expecting more out of that adjuvant that you paid 38 cents for per acre. And you expect it to kill the weed and then kill that weed and then kill the next weed, right? You want to have some soil residual out of the adjuvants, which we know that adjuvants aren't for that, but we expect a lot out of those cheaper adjuvants. The one thing that I would definitely lead guys to is if you think uh, you're using the right adjuvants, there should be data to back it up, to support it, to say, hey, when we use this rate with this product that we kill this percentage of weeds and have some different weeds on it, which weeds are you targeting? Those sorts of things is what we really have to pay attention to. Yeah, so I think the data piece is one place we've recently invested in, in the Innovation Center in uh, River Falls, Wisconsin. Winfield United just built a system up there that really analyzes every part of the spray that goes from mixing to your tank all the way through to the plant, what you might refer to as in the tank, in the air, and in the plant. And it's almost like they've dedicated a room to every one of these concepts. Have you been up to the lab? Yeah, I've been up to the lab. And I tell you what, I mean, it's just, for me, being an agronomist slash former molecular biochemist, like a lab for me is like just gets me so excited because there's so many different things you can do. And the best part about them is you can actually, a lot of times in the field, I'll get to a field and, oh, what happened here? And there's, we're, we always have these variables that we're dealing with, right? That we can't never really control. In a lab, you can control. So you can actually form a real hypothesis and test that hypothesis to make sure that you can answer that question when it comes up in the field because you know what happens in the lab. So this innovation center, I get that for guys like you, it's probably Christmas morning morning when you go up there there's presence around every corner what are some of your favorite places to go in that lab and how do they apply towards the development of adjuvants that help me kill weeds better on my farm i'm having a hard time picking my favorite but i'll start with some of the components i think the one thing that i really like because we can actually grow plants in it is the greenhouse but the unique thing about our greenhouse that we have up at the innovation center is we got a spray broom that can run across it 
So we can spray different rates with different nozzles at different times and in different, we have four different application or climate zones, we would call them, within that greenhouse. So we can split the greenhouse into four different climate zones and then make those applications at varying rates to see what actually happens. Maybe we're looking at crop response. Maybe we're looking at weed kill. Maybe we're looking at speed. All those sorts of things really factor in. So I thought for sure the favorite room up there would have been the laser droplet particle analyzer low-speed wind tunnel with the new and enhanced Doppler array to visualize big droplets behind small droplets. Yeah, so that's why I couldn't decide which one was my favorite. I don't even know if I need to explain it anymore because your description kind of just was wow right there. (laughs) I don't even really remember what you said on that other than what I take away is we can actually, I mean, we've always talked about the spray analyzer and the wind tunnel before. And this one, now what we can do is actually we can replicate wind speed. So we can simulate, say, a boom traveling at 13 miles an hour. We could simulate an airplane wing at 130 miles an hour and see what those droplets are actually going to do coming out of that nozzle with real active ingredients. Nobody else in the industry can do that. And so that's, I think, something to be very excited about when it comes into the technologies that can come out of this innovation center. So when we talk about the droplet analyzer systems that are up there, that plays a big role. You know, we talked about in the tank, in the air, in the plant. It makes sense that the greenhouse probably replicates what goes on on the plant, that we're looking for crop response or how quickly it dies. But this wind tunnel or the laser portion of it is really focused on in the air. What sort of differences in tank mix components And then coupling that with adjuvants, have you seen out of there? So we know that every time we put an active ingredient in with our application, we can change the spectrum of droplets. Okay, so we have to start there, is we got to have a spectrum of droplets, and then we got to start putting in active ingredients or tank mix partners to see how that spectrum of droplets changes. Some active ingredients make the droplets bigger, some make them smaller. Of course, when we think about droplets floating through the air, Most of the time we think about the small ones that are going to drift off or evaporate or what have you, but we also have to be concerned about the big bowling ball size droplets because now they're going to just fly through the air and hit our target and maybe bounce off or splash into smaller finds in the first place. So one of the key things with that spray analyzer is we're able to get that droplet spectrum. It's going to look more like a bell curve, and by that we can get a measurement called volume mean diameter which is VMD, and that's going to give us the average droplet size of that overall spectrum. And by knowing that, we can make some decisions of maybe which adjuvants go into the tank that actually affect the VMD versus what adjuvants don't have the effect, and maybe they're for other properties like uptake into the plant or moving through the plant. So, you know, you started out by talking about data and how critical it is. If you were to buy an adjuvant that claims it does something in the air or on the plant, would it have to come along with this VMD, this volume mean diameter data? It would definitely have to come with volume mean diameter data, especially if the claim was, hey, maybe we make a more even volume mean diameter, or maybe this product makes a lesser fines. I definitely need to see that data. But we have to remember that when we say adjuvants, it's not always about manipulating the VMD. 
it might be about getting that active ingredient into the leaf or maybe sticking it to the leaf, those sorts of things. So that's where I think the innovation center is so unique because the greenhouse, we can look at those properties. The spray analyzer, we can look at those properties. And we have a bunch of different instruments, like uh, one of them is called the cruise. We can actually measure the angle of distortion of the droplet as it hits a different leaf surface. So by measuring the angle, you can say, well, how well does this droplet stick? How does it evaporate and take a surface tension reading right into the factor of that adjuvant's performance? So it's not just about volume mean diameter, Joel. I think it's a combination. It's a slew of other things that you can test. That's the information that has to come along with that adjuvant purchase. If you're going to buy an adjuvant, you've got to be asking for that stuff. Has anybody ever called you an adjuvant nerd? Do I sound too excited or what? <laughs> so we talked about in the air. We've talked about on the plant. And yeah, the, the last place, and it's always the scariest, especially if you can fit through the manhole cover to get into the tank, is the in-the-tank component of adjuvants. That adjuvants, in some cases, help things not fall apart in solution. They prevent cottage cheese. They prevent a silly putty and, and other things. Can you talk about some of the tank mixing components that we're looking for when we create adjuvants? So I think the biggest thing is you mentioned, hey, silly putty, cottage cheese. For an agronomist, for me, those are the easy things because I can see them, right? I know something went wrong. The hard things are the things that you can't see. Maybe there's a product in there that's antagonized by something else. It still flows through your booms. It doesn't build up any crud. You never notice anything, but you're not killing weeds. So you go, oh, now what happened? So I think for me, the scary part is, is when I don't have good weed control, but nothing went wrong with the application or within that tanks. So we have the ability to study and look at in this form, maybe switching the conversation to a little bit of water conditioners and making sure that the water that you're using is very applicable to the active ingredients that are going in it. And I mean, we have a few products like Class Act Radian that has dual chelation technology. You know, Class Act NG has the AMS component in it, along with the corn sorb that allow to make sure that our active ingredients are getting through that tank and then active once they hit the plant. We want to make sure they stay active. So what sort of data do you look at that helps me understand, you know, if it wasn't silly putty, it wasn't cottage cheese, how would I determine that something, an adjuvant in the tank is actually better? What data should I look for there? So I think the first thing you got to ask for the data you got to look at is I want four different weed species and I want different rate studies with that adjuvant to say that that doesn't affect my specific AI of interest. Yeah, why is it when you're looking at the rate specific studies, sometimes I see like six ounces of glyphosate on that rate study. Why do they do six ounces? The reason that they do six ounces when they have that study is to make sure, I mean, if you were in laboratory conditions, like I said earlier, say we had control all the variabilities and you killed all your weeds and you killed them too quick and you woke up the next morning, you didn't have any weeds to look at and they're all dead. Well, how would you ever assess the performance of that product? So by using six ounces, you take into account some of the variabilities that you'll maybe see across the farm or a larger application to then enhance the performance of that glyphosate. So use a smaller amount, and then it's up to the adjuvant to make that small amount work to the best of its possible potential. So that allows you to then enhance any of the performance issues you might see with that adjuvant. So four weed species and multiple rates would be the key for data. 
Yeah, so just about every adjuvant that I like to look at is combining weed species with different rates. Let's do a rate study. And I want to see on the rate study that when I go so low that my control drops up, and when I go so high, I end up spending way too much money, and I don't gain any more control. So I want two ends of the spectrum. And then I can, as an agronomist, I can make the right recommendation so I can get the right price with the best weed control. Certainly our listeners are sensitive this year with commodity prices to the value and the price of their adjuvant systems. One of the rooms I visited in there that I thought was interesting uh, was they actually had a room dedicated to the recirculation of what was going on in the tank. And they talked about something called uh, pump shear. Can you explain a little bit about adjuvant development and the problem that goes on when I may be recirculating my spray tank for 30 minutes while I fill up? I mean, think about some of these adjuvants and think about a plate of spaghetti, right? And in order for you to eat it, right, you got a big pump, you only have to recirc a few times, a lot of gallons, bigger human being, right? You can suck that spaghetti down and you don't even really have to chew it. Okay, now if you're going to give that to one of your kids, what are you going to do? You're not going to give them the whole long spaghetti noodle. You're going to chop it up. You're going to chop up that spaghetti noodle and, and make sure it gets run through the pump a few times, and then they're going to be able to process it. The bad part about that, having those little fragments of spaghetti, is now they can interact with your active ingredient. They can start to deactivate it. They can start to cause issues in tank mix compatibilities, those sorts of things. So we might think cutting your spaghetti up good, before you eat it is is a good thing but when you think about tank mixing and and having that spaghetti in smaller fragments now you have a lot more pieces in that tank that can interact with other components and that a lot of times is a bad thing the other thing that'll happen is what we see with the spray analyzer as you pump shear what happens is the droplets get finer and by creating finer droplets there's a product that we're beginning to spray a lot more of called dicamba By spraying finer droplets, we may be a little bit more prone to having those droplets float around a little longer, maybe have some drift, maybe have some inversion, volatilization properties, and that can never be a good thing. So making sure that your product is shear resistant will allow you to have a better experience on that DT acre. Yeah, so when I think about this uh, polymers and being a long chain, that's like the long spaghetti, and you have to keep that long spaghetti intact for that to actually have the droplet quality that keeps it a larger size droplet and prevents it from becoming a fine. Yeah, that long chain is what's going to make sure that that droplet stays large and that it's sticky and for the most part that it doesn't become a fine or or hits that target and stays on that target. There you have it. Cut up spaghetti is bad for drift control. How can farmers find out more about adjuvants? So I think the first way to find out more about adjuvants is you got to be able to see them get up close to them in person, whether it's through your tank or maybe you come out to an answer plot and look at some weed demonstrations that we do. I know all season long at each different site, I'm using different adjuvants in the industry at different rates, at different timings with different weed spectrums to make sure and see how those weeds are controlled. The other thing that I'd say if you want to find out more about an adjuvant is come to a spray clinic. At spray clinics, this is where we talk about the AIs that might be in your tank and then which adjuvant pairs right for it based on what we see in the answer plots and also what's coming from the Innovation Center. You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with Joel Whipperforth, Winfield United Ag Technology Applications Lead, and John Zook, Winfield United Agronomist. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes and thedealwithyield.com 